0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: One, two, one, two on the mic. This isn't a freestyle. This is a pod. Unfortunately for the listeners, they have to hear (laughs) the worst attempt in history of a rap. But that's where we are here on the Sports on Tap podcast. As always, it's your two brothers here. Me, Sammy. And me, George. And that's
0: why I'm podcasting and not rapping. So I did not get that record deal, believe it or not.
1: He did not get it We all had the rap phase When we thought we could be rappers Everyone did Everyone did Oh absolutely I didn't have an album per se But I definitely attempted some uh, Let me see if I can write down A couple a couple verses We've all done I it.
0: know I have a mixtape out there somewhere Somewhere
1: <laughs> One of my friends has a CD Or a cassette tape <laughs> And if that ever comes out Oh boy <laughs> yeah. I will probably Yeah It would not be a good example Of me as a human My 12 year old mixtape Yeah Probably I did not. have one.
0: I actually did have one mixtape. And um, somewhere, I know I lost it. It was on a burned CD. It was called Sports Are Life. And I know I had a fucking sick-ass Marshall Falk uh, rhyme in it, too. And my whole eighth-grade basketball team had the fucking mixtape. Sports is what? Sports is life. And that was, that was it. And oh, I had crazy. a good, I actually had a good Marshall, Marshall Falk line in there. I still remember because my friend Jordan, and I know he listens to this podcast, more the Seattle one. But he, he used to love my Marshall Falk line in that fixed state.
1: <laughs> What's the Marshall Falk line? I forget, man. It was a sick oh. Marshall Falk line, but everyone loved it. That was almost like a perfect story, but then you just, you basically just told us a story with no ending. Man, I I'll, I'll, I'll remember thing. it one day. I had the greatest line ever in my life. I, I'll, I'll remember story. it one day, but it was a Marshall Falk line and it was dope. That reminded me of one football game we were watching. week ago maybe two weeks ago or maybe it's an NBA game I can't remember and like the announcer was like no it was baseball it was like you should have seen the clubhouse it was something to do with like Julio Rodriguez or something like Julio's 22 years old and the Mariners clubhouse listens to him he goes up and he stands up as a 22-year-old rookie and and had a speech to the team and then like the other guy sits there and they both went inside he's like Okay, and like, what's what's the story? Like, I don't know. I thought you were gonna finish it off. Like I just know yeah. he had a speech. Like it was almost like that. I had the greatest Marshall on Marshall Falk line. My friend loved it. He he tells me about it all the time. End of story.
0: Yeah, God man. I'm trying I was I'm trying to like go into the memory bank okay. here and get that Marshall Falk line. But if I ever do come if I, I ever remember it, I will say it on the
1: podcast. I have moved off. Of it. <laughs> all right. This guy. Like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I'm going to remember this past, uh, past the one minute warning we're about to do. Me either, Ben All right. Well, one minute warning it is. This is uh, something we do every week, which is one minute on each game. And it's not really one minute on each game. Some might be 10 seconds. Some might be two minutes, but we're trying to get through all the games from last week and uh, chat it up. All right, let's do it. About it. And today we're doing it on a Monday. So we're not doing the Patriots-Bears game. But let me tell you, Jordan. One of my locks this week was Patriots minus eight in at home against Chicago because that Bears team sucks.
0: Yeah, and I'm gonna just spare. Uh, I mean, you listen to this podcast. We do the Kings and Stooges. Congratulations, Justin Field. You're not a stooge this week because uh, you haven't played yet. But you'd probably be there. So he avoided the stooge list that way.
1: And I really needed one more. I had two that I liked on the list, and the third <laughs> one I was kind of like, ah. Eh, but I was like, damn, it's gonna be Justin Field after tonight, but he's not. Yeah, just, I might just throw them on there. I, we'll we might as well just throw them on there. Well, we'll see. We'll get there. All right, let's start quickly here. Saints and Cardinals Thursday night football. Um, Sammy, all I'm going to tell you is calm the fuck down. Who? Oh, you. That's what Kyler Murray said to his coach.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can't put. Bu- I I can't. I have no problem with it. About Me it. either. I actually kind of liked it. It shows they're like fiery competitors. Um, it was like the opposite effect of Geno Smith and Pete Carroll this week. The coach had to tell Geno to calm down, and Kyler had to tell his coach to calm
1: down. Yeah, and they they talked about it after the game. You know, Cliff Kingsbury's like, you know, these millennials they don't like when you look bad on TV. He said, calm the fuck down, coach. We're on TV. You're making us look bad." <laughs> so like,
0: it's kind I of kinda good, like it. it's
1: kind of funny. Yeah, it's like, dude, stop yelling at me. Like, we're gonna figure it out. Just like, it'll be fine. And they did figure it out. I know they only ended up winning by. it. But at least the Cardinals. All I'll say is they somewhat had a flash of what they've had in the past of Kyler Murray in that offense, and it's about time because things were getting pretty bad.
0: No, that totally, totally, yeah. But that's all I got on that game. The Falcons, thirty-five. Bengals. That's the other way around. Bengals, thirty-five. Falcons, seventeen.
1: Um, I think this is the first game the Atlanta Falcons did not cover the spread this season. So. Congratulations to the Bengals for breaking that. Um, Bengals are finally kind of hitting their stride. Uh, they kind of had a little bit of that Super Bowl hangover. They didn't win, but like the Super Bowl loser hangover. But they're starting right. to hit their stride, and I I think my biggest takeaway here is Joe Burrow. He's like extremely special. I think he's the second or third best quarterback for the next fifteen years with with Mahomes and, and Allen. I think he's those are the only three you can put in that specific tier.
0: Yeah. You know, it's it's crazy, right? That's kind of where I wanted to go with this conversation, too. I want to talk about Joe Burrow for a second because he's really put up some incredible numbers the last two weeks. And really, he's kind of carrying this team by not by himself, him and Chase. But like the numbers are ridiculous. Last week, 300 yards, three touchdowns this week, 481 yards, three touchdowns. And it goes back to like we had back in the day, Marino, Elway and Kelly. I think we have it this generation with Mahomes, as you said, Allen and Burrow, and I saw Colin Cowherd say this on his podcast today. He had like his elite, he had like the tier one quarterbacks are Mahomes and Allen, and then tier two is like Burrow, blah 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 blah. And he's like, you know what? It's just time to take Burrow and put him with Mahomes and Allen. It's time, right? I yeah. he is that generational talent. It's Allen, Mahomes, Burrow generational talents, and. Unfortunately, for all three of those, same with Elway, Marino, and Kelly, they all play in the same division or a conference as the AFC.
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy.
0: It's it's nuts that they all play in that same conference, too. And I don't know, it's that conference is stacked. Like, what being an NFC, Wilson got traded to the AFC. Don't forget. Uh, yeah, let's not forget that. But I just think that conference is so damn. You even have Trevor Lawrence, who's supposed to be a generational talent, coming up Supposedly. in that conference. Supposedly oh. in that conference coming up too. Like you also the, have Lamar a- Jackson and Lamar. Yeah, the AFC is so much more stacked
1: than the NFC. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you also have Lamar Jackson, who's someone you probably you know shouldn't, shouldn't sleep on. Sleep on the Miami Dolphins of Tua is another potentially. Really tough division. Uh, Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Yeah, he's supposed to be a generational talent. Um, Who's in the NFC then? That's like
0: young and generational. I'm trying to think. Or is there no one? Geno Smith. Oh, G- oh yeah, Geno. He's already ghost status though. So
1: it <laughs> hey, no, really, was supposed to be Kyler Murray would be the Kyler most generational. Okay, there we go. Uh, Daniel Jones is starting to put Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Time. Okay, there you go. But the AFC is uh, definitely deeper. Yeah, there's a couple, but
0: and, and more standard quarterbacks if you think about it, because I guess Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, both like very mobile, athletic type of quarterbacks, versus so like the AFC. Josh Allen. What? Yeah, so is Josh Allen? Right, I guess, but I mean so they is Levar are. Jackson. True, but more general, like more traditional. Trevor Lawrence, uh, Joe Burrow, First Patrick of all, Mahomes.
1: Keep Trevor Lawrence out of this conversation for now,
0: because the guy's We're not proven nothing yet. Yeah, I'm just talking about people that are supposed to be generational talents coming up. So like, That's fair. It's all a it's all
1: mostly AFC. That's fair. I, I just think there's three the three guys you can't really say anything outside these three right now is Burrow, Mahomes, Allen. To me that's like the that's the top of the top. Then you can give me next up, you can give me the Herbert, Lamar, etc. Like I think right now it's untouchable. The Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. Totally agree. It's untouchable. Yeah, it's not even close. Um, all right. Lions Cowboys uh fucking Lions suck that's all I'm gonna say yeah the Dan Campbell
0: truthful troopers are uh starting to kind of lose team here
1: yeah is he the first coach fired this year
0: uh well no we already had a coach fired this year so
1: oh yeah Matt rule next yeah. coach fired
0: I mean I don't know Nathaniel Hackett is kind of chasing him for his money there but maybe
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know the Lions are much worse than the Broncos <laughs> I totally are. All right. Uh, anything? Yeah, anything else on that? I don't. No. Nope. All right. Colts ten. Titans
1: nineteen. Yeah. Well, I guess Matt Ryan lost his job. Which? Is, oh yeah. That's honestly like, whatever. The Titans. They this division. The Titans are probably going to win this division again this year. Which they usually. I feel like they've been winning the last couple of years off just like the rest of the division being bad. So I don't really have much to say about them. It's just, it's the Matt Ryan thing. You know, the Colts gave up Carson Wentz, who actually played a pretty good 16 games last year. It was just the last game of the season where he fucked up against the Jags. Uh, I'm not saying he's, I'm not saying they should have stuck with him, but they've they they they've been cycling through these options, right? And they took Carson Wentz, and then they said, no, we don't want him anymore. We want Matt Ryan. You come and get Matt Ryan. And quite frankly, they're 3-3-1. Three, three the season's not, like, completely over. He yeah, played I mean, really he good. To Sam Ellinger. Last... Yeah, he played really good last week. And this week, he was 33 for 44, 245 in a touchdown, I think, in a pick. Like, he didn't play good, didn't play, like, god-awful. And they go to Sam Ellinger for the rest of the year. They're saying the plan is that he, the Matt Ryan's now the backup for the rest of the year. So, I almost feel like the Colts failed Matt Ryan as well, just like they failed yeah. Carson. Well, I think and, it's an owner thing. I don't think this is coming from the head coach, personally. I don't know. I don't think if it was up to the head coach, they would have gotten rid of Carson Wentz last it's year. That, either. too. Yeah, it's that, too. So, there's some... Uh, this is where I think I was listening to Colin Cowherd show this morning. They were talking about some of the teams that have owners that step too far in, right? Like the Jerry Jones of the world, the Jim Irsay. Now, um, the dolphins owner was like a guy who used to step in too much. Uh, There was a couple more options, a couple more like examples of like, sometimes when you look, when owners have too much say on the quarterback and personnel and they, and, and it's hard for coaches or GMs to look at a billionaire owner and be like, no, you're wrong. We talked about this today in sports general, right? Like we're talking about mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook where, okay, it's easy for us to say, Russell Westbrook, you should change. But when a guy's making $200 million over five years and he's the richest man in his entire world, right? Like, yeah, there's a couple richer people, but like in general, like you're in the top 1%. It's hard to tell you you're bad at what you're doing. You're doing it well. 100%. Same and with the owners. Is it time, Sammy? Is it time?
0: I don't know it. You're asking. They were going to say time for what? That's what yeah, I, was I said. I don't for. know what you're asking. Yeah, so same yeah. thing. Um, Andrew Luck needs to just fucking come back and save the misery out of Jim Ursay. Ursay is like, oh, we got to try Carson Wentz and get Matt Ryan, and then we got oh Sam Linger. Allend- Andrew, just come back, bro. Like, what? What the hell? He's only thirty-three years old. His body's probably healed by now. I need Andrew Luck back. Like, I mean, Colts need Andrew Luck back. The cute just topic, come back. but he's not coming back. So. I know he's not. But why? It's so frustrating. I don't think he'd be that good if he came back. So. You don't think
1: so? He's only thirty-three. He's like Geno Smith's age. George, At twenty-four, they couldn't go a week without shattering a rib or breaking his liver, getting punctured, or his, like. He'd be so bad right now. He's probably out of shape. The guy doesn't obviously care about football or athleticism. I know. I know. But hey, so. I just
0: feel so bad. You know, Jim Mercer really wants him back like
1: badly. Probably not anymore. He's thirty three. <laughs> we see quarterbacks like Russell Wilson suck at thirty three now. Like what's what's Andrew Luck going to do now? Andrew Luck should know. have retired three years ago. That's for know.
0: sure. But. You know what's kind of funny? Uh, Robert Griffin the third tweeted four hours ago. The Colts have never recovered from Andrew Luck's retirement. It, like two guys, those two guys were supposed to be like the big generational talented. None of them, neither neither did shit really.
1: Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson is the best quarterback from that draft when it was all said and done. I remember RG3 won Rookie of the Year that year, I think, and people were talking about between Russell and, and RG3 that year, because yeah. Luck's in the AFC. Um, and those were like the three best quarterbacks from that draft when it was like a year or two in. Russell beat Robert Griffin in that playoffs. Andrew Luck was seeing some success, but then all of a sudden it was like, boom, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson wins the Super Bowl. Robert Griffin keeps getting hurt. Andrew Luck retires, and it's, now just Russell Wilson from that show. No, no, and he's kind
0: of he's kind of sucks, and yeah, for now. We'll uh, true. It. Like I just saw Pro Football Focus also tweeted: There's No, that uh, has one retirement ever screwed up a franchise as much as Andrew's Luck' retirement screwed up the Colts.
1: It shouldn't have. I think here. This is the last thing I'll say about the here, Colts. I'm spending too much time on a fucking I shitty three-three-and-one team, I and hypotheticals know. like Andrew Luck, but. They, the reason they're not working, number one is, first of all, their whole thing got too much credit. Like, Chris Ballard's a great GM. Oh, my God, he's so amazing. The best roster in football. Okay, well, you guys were playing pretty good last year, and your choice was to get a guy like Carson Wentz, who couldn't even beat the Jaguars in Week 17 to go to the playoffs. And the coaching, obviously, is not like... Frank Ray, right? I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I don't know. He's obviously not like a Bill Belichick, right? Everyone Damn. may like think yeah, they got this crazy amazing coach. And you guys are not recovering, right? Because you're making the wrong decisions. It's not right. Andrew Luck's fault. It's the right. fault I just I just saw a tweet saying what you said.
0: Yeah, you, I just saw a tweet that just summed it up exactly what you said. Haven't the Andrew Luck excuses dried up like 2 years ago?
1: Yeah, but not for Chris Ballard and Frank Wright and Jim Mersey. All three of them. I think they're all three to blame. It's because like yeah. the owner's like, whoa, we got we had the best roster. Like, okay, sh- sure, you had a good roster, but we don't have the right quarterback and you just want to take flyers on Carson Wentz and and who was the who's the one before Carson Wentz? Um Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, they had so they, who are the quarterbacks since Andrew Luck. It was like okay, fucking
0: I I actually just saw a tweet with every single quarterback before, before after Andrew Luck. And it's actually kind of a Complete shit show. Are you ready for them? Mm-hmm. All right. So they went from Andrew Luck to Jacoby Brissett to
1: Brian Hoyer to Philip Rivers. Okay, to Carson Wentz. I was thinking about Philip Rivers. That okay. was the one. That was, and Hoyer was like a game or two. I think with injury, so right. it was Brissett Rivers wins. Wentz, Ryan, right. now Ellinger. Okay. So my my big question was. Who was the one before wins? The answer was Phil Rivers. I was trying to remember. There was one like star yeah. quarterback they went for again. So the last three seasons, George, they went for a 37-year-old, 38-year-old Phil Rivers, yeah. which by the way, they were pretty fucking good with him. They, they were. Him. If he, oh, he retired, right? But he retired, just, yeah. I have a feeling he retired. It's a feeling. Mm -hmm. I think he was told he's not going to have the job next year. I totally agree with you. I think that's why he retired. Because they went and got Carson Wentz. And then Carson Wentz lost his job. And then they got Matt Ryan. Now, Matt Ryan's told, you had two bad games. You're out. And Matt Ryan's not the same quarterback anymore. I mean, Phillip Rivers performed way better, so did Wentz. But I I don't know if this is completely a Matt Ryan problem. I think this management has tried too hard to just think you can find another quarterback to fit in. I have an idea. Draft one. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah. go, get, go get a future one make a big trade for someone meaningful like right go make that trade for russell wilson now i'm not i know russell wilson didn't work <laughs> yeah. out this year but but really like i know what you mean Derek they did Carr. That, yeah if they did that three years ago and went and traded for someone like russell wilson like the broncos are saying we'll take this flyer that colts team with three years ago russell wilson would be would have been a super bowl contender but instead right. they went for philip rivers carson Wentz, and matt well, ryan well, the Carson Wentz thing.
0: was I think they gave up either one first round pick or two first round picks. I forget exactly, but that's because Frank Reich used to coach him. So they thought they were. I think that was a Frank Reich saying, "I got this. This is Carson Wentz is the future."
1: I mean, they weren't wrong. I
0: mean, they didn't. Yeah, they did
1: not send any first round picks. They okay, sent what, a third round pick and a conditional second round pick. That's okay, it. that's nothing. Yeah, that's nothing. Yeah, they didn't take. They but they had to take a salary.
0: Okay. So, but they didn't take a big squ- swing like your suggestion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, he was, he was owed $28 million. So they did take a big swing financially, but like, who cares about finances in the NFL? These guys are billionaires. Like I say, we act like it's a big deal. It's like me paying 20 bucks for a quarterback. So, like, I, you know what I mean? Like, they have a billion dollars. It's like you buying like, a Big Mac. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool. Take a risk on Carson Wentz. We'll give him 20 million. It's literally like 10 bucks for me. So they did take a risk in money wise, but like, if I were them, I would have kept Carson Wentz one more year. Carson Wentz is also, I think he's not a very good quarterback. I think he's a very bad starting quarterback right now. But I think he's also been given the wrong hand. I think if he was had the chance to stay on a team for two, three years, you could, you could make the playoffs with him. You're not going to win a Super Bowl, but like they, they would have been a better team this year if they kept Carson Wentz over Matt Ryan.
0: I totally agree
1: there. Full circle. Um, yeah. All right. Let's move on. Packers. <laughs> <laughs> Packers lose. This is another important one. Packers lose to the Commanders, twenty-one to twenty-three. Speaking and of Carson Wentz, the Commanders. Speaking of Carson Wentz, he wasn't even the quarterback this week, and t- Taylor, whatever Heineke is going to take his job because they just beat yep. the Packers and he went two hundred yards and two Should touchdowns. The Colts, Sammy. Here, let's get back to the Colts. Should they trade for Heineke? Carson Wentz? Should they trade for Heineke? Oh, maybe or trade back for Carson Wentz. One of the two. Goddamn. <laughs> forget forget the the commanders. They're gonna be okay. They're three and four. They're gonna be that team that's like eight and nine because Rivera is a decent coach, right? And they have like right. two decent quarterbacks, no one good, no one bad. Uh, but the Packers, man. Uh here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers, I saw something. What was I watching? I watched something today. Somebody said it best. The way he started the season was perfect, right? Mm-hmm. For a young team, young receivers. He was very like I went to the woods and did my asawanga drugs, and I'm chill. I'm going to let this develop, right? And that was exactly what he needed to do with these, like, young receivers, people he doesn't know. But then losing started to happen, and now they're three and four. And, like, the chillness – and I don't blame Roger sometimes because, like, when you're that age, like, Tom Brady's fucking losing his mind on the sidelines too because when you're in your late 30s or your early 40s and you're a quarterback and you're losing games – You're like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, come on. Like, we need to figure something out. Yeah, he's like
0: a 37-year-old going to like a 42-year-old going to a nightclub with a bunch of 22-year-olds and like, what the fuck am I supposed to do here?
1: And you're frustrated. You're like, (laughs) how am I supposed to relate to this? Why am I in line? Why is the bouncer asking for my ID? Like, Tom Brady doesn't want... Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are both three and four. Do you think they... Do you think they, like... They don't have time to fucking waste a season to not make Mm -hmm. the playoffs? So... I don't blame his attitude. I do think he could like work on not rolling his eyes so much or like he could work on certain sure. things, but this is getting bad, man. Like, and I'm just going to bring it up for now because so we don't have to like overly waste time on it. The next game after this was going to bring up is the Buccaneers losing to the Panthers. Yeah. This is bring like one all team.
0: one topic. Buccaneers Packers
1: they are both three and four and there's not much signs of improvement. <laughs> like the Buccaneers got worse. They, they scored three points against the Panthers. The, the first team to have their coach fired mm-hmm. on a fourth, fifth string quarterback in PJ Walker, dude. Like, I don't even know if he's considered a backup. He's like a fourth string quarterback. Right. In the NFL. And both these guys, I don't know if the age is catching up or just they can't find their way this year. What the hell's going on? I don't know. Um, Colin Cowherd usually says this as I feel like we're bringing him up a lot
0: today, but he likes his quarterbacks married. Because they have like a stability in kids and stuff, and now if Tom Brady's going through a divorce. He's not going home to his wife, and like no, really, there's some
1: stability when like stable life,
0: I guess, is really like that's the big part of it. Is they're both having so no what stability. About Aaron
1: Rodgers the last ten years not married. We won like four MVPs, and he didn't
0: Bowl. win any Super Bowls. He won one Super Bowl.
1: One one long time. He was not he was married young, when
0: he was not married yet, but. In general, that's where the underachieving comes in, right? Like, I think some stability is good in his life, and I, that includes the football team. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has no stability on this team either. He lost his best receiver because he asked for a bigger, a lot more money. Um, th- this team has no stability. There's, are I don't the Packers, know if I like
1: the marriage one.
0: Russell Wilson would like a word, It's kind of worse. Since he got remarried, because yeah, he's married to a person who not good for him, in my opinion. But that's a Sierra. Good yeah, Russell,
1: Sierra Russell Wilson is not a good Russell Wilson. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know these guys. There is no stability too in terms of the roster coaching changes for the Buccaneers. Um, I mean, Brady's life is not stable right now. Going through a divorce is hard.
0: Like all jokes aside, like it's probably one of the hardest things he's gone through in his life.
1: Yeah. And this is like, they have kids together. They moved, he moved to a different city away from his family to play football for a couple more years. Yeah. They're going through a divorce. Like, this is not a simple situation for somebody like Tom Brady.
0: No, no. This is probably, the, like I said, the hardest. This might be the hardest thing he's going through uh, in his
1: life. And Aaron Rodgers went through a engagement breakup, I think. Right. Ooh, this this the, parallels, season, right? the parallels, the parallels. <laughs> yeah. I think, I'm pretty sure they broke it off, didn't they?
0: Yeah, they did break it off. Uh, but now he's with Blue Eye, Blue. Ivy, what's her name?
1: Blue, I, I don't know. I don't think he's with her either. Oh, he's the girl girl's not with anymore either. I don't know, but I I don't think if he was with Shane Woodley, they broke up in February. He I, was with I, I Patrick before. Was he engaged to Patrick or Woodley? Woodley. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, but I don't know what uh What's well, his relationship status? But this it says
0: that he is still no, he's not dating her. And blue, blue of Earth and him are back together.
1: Okay, yeah, that's weird. That's also an issue. <laughs> yeah, is blue, of Earth.
0: blue of Earth. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anytime I meet someone and their
1: girlfriend's name is like blue of Earth, I'm like, mm, this guy might not be all there. Yeah, I don't know what's going on i do i kind of feel for aaron Rodgers too i feel like him and Tom Brady both are kind of going through this like they're at the end of their careers which is a weird thing to say when you're in your late 30s or early 40s for most people but for them they're at the end of their careers very rich and now one's going through a divorce the other one's not married yet doesn't have kids doesn't really have like a future yet right yeah it's and like also a has a
0: done. bad relationship with his family and that's not just us saying it, it's like yeah public knowledge
1: it's a weird time yeah Anyways, I think both of them would make like the playoffs. <laughs> me too. <laughs> with all that shit said, the NFC is really bad. Okay, yeah, so, NFC is
0: bad. And 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 with all that said, the Buccaneers are number one in their division. I was gonna
1: say our hometown team, the Seattle Seahawks, are first in the NFC West. Like, if I would have told you to fuck off if you told me that was gonna happen, like if your prediction was by week seven the Seattle Seahawks would be first in the NFC West, I literally would have been like, I've like fuck off. They're probably the worst team in the division, and they're in first place. So this this year is just. Confusing. So,
0: because speaking of confusing, Sammy, the, the six and one Giants, twenty three, yeah. the Jaguars,
1: seventeen. The Giants are six and one. This is a big week. Um, I think the Giants, first and foremost, this is purely coaching and Saquon Barkley being back. Those are the yep. two things that, like, I think is pretty clear here. Is Brian Dable, mm. first of all, was with Buffalo. Great situation. Probably learned a lot from a stable organization right now. That's yeah. on the up and up. He was born and raised. He was born in Canada, but he's raised in uptown New York. They were talking about this on the broadcast, right. raised in uptown New York, went to Buffalo, then transitioned back kind of closer to him. I know it's New Jersey, but they're they're the New York's team, right? Like this is like a situation for him. He's like a risk taker, goes for two a lot, goes for it on fourth down. It's so fun. Believes in this team. You feel like the team believes in him. Like this is good vibes. This is perfect for the, for the New York Giants, but I think it's gonna be a very, very interesting week coming up. The Giants versus our hometown Seahawks because mm. the Seahawks are kind of getting hot. They're four and three. and the coaching here is where things get interesting. Yeah, to me, this is just me yeah. going against Pete Carroll is like kind of like one of those going against Bill Belichick type of things, right? Right. Where it's like you're going against one of the best coaches in the in the world. So like, let's see how this plays out.
0: No, totally. I I totally agree there. I remember after they were 3-1, you said let's visit after their next three games, the Packers, Ravens, Jaguars. We were revisiting. It's 6-1. Then they have the Seahawks. But here's where it gets interesting, Sammy. This team is going to start, has the Texans and Lions. Even if they lose to the Seahawks, they're probably going to be 8-2. In second place in their
1: division still. In
0: still second place in their division. But They got the Texans and Lions after the Seahawks, 8-2, and and then they probably have to win. Say again? And then who do they play?
1: When do they play the Eagles again?
0: They put eight and two, then they play at
1: Cowboys. That's a huge two, game. That's going to be for a second in the division of the first yep. wild card spot.
0: Then Commanders. This is where it gets hard. Commanders. They win that. Then Eagles at Commanders at Vikings. At Colts and then Eagles again.
1: Yeah, they're going to end up like 10 and six. Yeah. Maybe, be maybe 11 and, two. and five. They'll
0: be eight and two, and all I'll have to do is win one game in the rest of the year, probably to get a playoff spot. Yeah. So, you know, I totally you feel me. I totally feel you there, bro. But yeah, it's just like the, after the Seahawks game, they literally have two easy games. Win. But
1: we all say that in the NFL. And then it's like, all day, okay. well, maybe we can give them a nice loss this week. Then. I hope so. Speaking of the Jaguars, really quick, too, is um, they're two and five again. I'm pretty disappointed that when the season, when they first couple games, they got a couple wins. You think Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, um, You know, Trevor Lawrence isn't playing awful, but he's also not playing like what you you expected of him. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, listen, he had 300 yards this week. No touchdowns. Uh, 22 for 43 is pretty bad. That's just like 50 percent completion percentage is not. Yeah, he did not play Uh, a great game or bad. He just, just looked underwhelming. He's looked not bad and not good, if that makes sense. Like he just they're on a four game losing streak where he went. 48% completion. That's pretty bad against the Eagles. 48% completion, two touchdowns and a pick, only 174 yards. Then he went 53% completion against the Texans, the worst team in football maybe, and throw no touchdowns and two picks. Very bad. He had a good game against the Colts, 90% completion, but he had 160 yards and a touchdown. They lost to the Colts. And then again comes out this week, 50% completion, no touchdowns, no picks. With 50% completion. Like, that's, he's looked so like not many crazy mistakes, but really not doing anything special. And he was supposed, he's supposed to be like the yeah. next Andrew Locke, the next, you know. There's going to be a lot. Of, there's, he's going to,
0: I don't know how to say, he, he's obviously not going to lose his job, but there's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of needing to play good football the rest of the year. So you go into the next season with a good taste in your mouth.
1: Yeah. Cause he's, and he's young. Trust me. I understand he's 23. But, you know, if you're not good by 25, 26 like we're like now, we have to start asking, right? Like after another year right. or two, you're like, "Hey, man, like you were the number one pick. You're supposed to be the next like John Elway. Like we need to, we need to win more than four games." Yeah, I, we would like to see the next John
0: Elway. Basically, yeah. what you're gonna say so, like at least for but a couple I,
1: weeks. Yeah, I totally get it. Um, I'm not, I'm
0: still not worried about him, but I also would like to see more. Yeah, you just want to see more.
1: I'm not saying panic button, but you know, I'm not pressing the panic button, but definitely got to see more, man. Browns Ravens, the Ravens win 23 to 20.
0: Browns Ravens 23 20. Yeah, there's not much to say about this game. Brissett's not very good. I
1: don't even got anything to say. Yeah. Uh, Well, I actually have something to say because I actually wrote this down as a topic, but I'll just bring it up now. Okay. Um, The Ravens are four and three. They could easily be like seven and oh, but they're (laughs) four (laughs) and three. But Lamar Jackson's definitely also been underwhelming. I my question about his contract extension. He hasn't helped his contract situation, right? Like he said no to a huge number this offseason cuz he wanted to play prove it ball. I would say he took like a little step back from what where that number was, like I think he's hurt his contract extension a little bit. I think so
0: too, or he's gotten he'll get the same cuz they're going to be loyal to him and they like him and they're not going to give Anything else, but I don't think
1: he, he, he didn't, didn't improve his like contract. Yeah, right? he didn't I mean,
0: improve his contract situation, and I don't think there was a way to. I mean, he wanted to be the highest paid quarterback, I think, in NFL history, and I don't think that was going to happen under any circumstance.
1: Yeah, and now this year they can come back and say, "Listen, you were the ninth best quarterback. You weren't the best quarterback in the NFL. we we'll are stick to that offer we gave you last year. It's a yes or no deal." Like exactly. And he's going to have to say yes. This is only a slight issue. Of, George and I were talking about this on the couch watching Sunday football. with. This is why you don't have your mom as your agent. No offense. I love my mom. My mom probably would have some type of role in my life if I was famous. And I'd ask her and, for and, advice. Yeah, and, and she'd have some role in my life. She'd help me keep some things managed, or I'd trust her with certain valuables or certain finances that I maybe wouldn't trust another person with. But my agent would not be my mom. I wouldn't have my mom going True. into meetings being like, not enough money for my son. Okay, it's because it's your son. Like an agent might have said, hey, they're giving you $300 million. Nobody's ever fucking gotten $300 million. Like sign the contract now. Right now. please." <laughs> yeah. So I'm just – I think he's he took the wrong gamble so far. Totally agree. All Jets.
0: right. I got the next one. The Jets 16, Broncos 9. Um, the Jets are playing really good football. They don't trust Zach Wilson. But unfortunately, man, they got a lot of injuries. I don't know how long this smoking mirror, like with these injuries, I don't know if they can continue this.
1: Yeah. They're not going to be very good moving forward. Yeah. That's just why it's unfortunate. Yeah. He's had a, they're just, they're just struggling with the amount of injuries. So it's unfortunate. The Broncos, I can't say anything because they scored nine points again, but it's not Russell Wilson. So let's see what happens. (laughs) We'll get there. Uh, Texans Raiders 20 to 38 Raiders win cool I mean the Texans are the worst team in football but the Raiders needed that win badly because things were getting kind of weird there at one four yeah things were getting a little weird that's the best way to put it things were a little
0: weird but now that helped a little bit so
1: yeah and then the greatest game of the week let's get to that
0: so that's the greatest right. game of the week. yeah Seahawks 37 Chargers 23 and Sammy do you want to tell uh the fine folks listening with their nice headphones right now or in their car or wherever they may be listening about our Seattle podcast?
1: Well, I'll get there in a second. Can I talk about the game? Man? Oh, yeah, well, I, was, I was just
0: going to put that in and then go right to the game.
1: Okay. Okay. Let's go for the most unnatural plug of all time. Now, our Seattle Seahawks podcast is the Sports on Tap Seattle podcast, where we talk all Seattle sports. And this week, obviously, specifically the Seahawks. So make sure you check. It's on all platforms. Sports on Tap Seattle. Um, we're, we're two brothers raised in Seattle. So we uh, have a little bit of love for those Seattle sports there. And we wish we were talking some Mariners world series, but we're not, but we do have the Seahawks and Geno Smith, the goat. So make sure you check that out and you can follow us on all social at San Seattle S O N T Seattle. Um, it's a great place. To follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all of it. And You'll know when we got pods. Um, and we talked about how amazing this trade has been for the Seahawks an amazing season and how good Pete Carroll's been. He's been the, most impressive coach in the NFL, my opinion, this year. It's been the most surprising player in the NFL this season.
0: Right. And I even, like, I tweeted this the other day, and I got some responses, or after the game yesterday, I got some responses like, oh, you made me laugh, ha, 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 that he should be in the conversation for coach of the year for so far what he's done. I'm not saying he should be the coach of the year. You have Dable from the Giants. um, I don't know who else. The Eagles Sirianni, head coach, yeah. Sirianni. But what Pete Carroll is doing, he's definitely should be in the conversation for coach of the year.
1: Yeah, I'm actually going to give you a – this is a very Seattle-specific topic, so yeah. brace yourself, guys. But this reminds me a lot of the Mariners manager, Scott Service. Yeah. Um, he's one of the nominees for the manager of the year. Yeah, And a lot of people in the replies – you know, I tweet something on our Mariners account. People are like, oh – dusty baker like the ash won this many games and they're like oh the indians they won their division i'm like okay th- that's cool sometimes i understand like mm-hmm. the giants are good it's not being the manager of the coach of the year is not just about the best record or just like right. the team that played the best
0: you just give it to the it's best like, record every year no you can't do that yeah,
1: you take the circumstances for example the mariners broke a 21 year drought and they were 15 games below 500 at one point, and they went on a 16 game winning streak and found right. a way to make the playoffs the seahawks were expected to be dumpster fire, right? Some people projected them to be the number one pick in the draft, right? Right. Some people, I think Vegas had them at six and a half wins. They're at four already in week seven. Um, They were expected to be absolute dumpster fire. Instead, they're first in the division. So that's what a coach of the year is. Not just like, oh, this team's undefeated. Like you said, you can't just give it to the best record every year, right? Pete Carroll is the coach of the year in the NFC in my eyes,
0: 100%. I, I, I'm not sure if he is. I might give it to Dable from the Giants uh, for what is he's even done. even more
1: unexpected? <laughs> even more
0: unexpected. But, I I mean, if I was to do a power rankings of coach of the year, um, definitely the arrow is pointing this way up uh, for Pete Carroll. And, I mean, he might be number two or number three on this. He's definitely in the conversation.
1: He's in the conversation, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I personally would put him as the favorite just because I is, is
0: there odds that, what is the coach of the year odds? Coach of a year NFL odds. I I'd never even thought about this, but uh yeah. yeah, let's let's see where he is on the odd list right now. One minute read. I don't know if this is updated. Yeah, updated on Monday. Okay. I'll say something while you, you look at it. Okay, up. I got it. Okay. Um Seriani's the favorite, Vin Dable, then Salah, then Kevin O'Connell, then Mike McDaniel, then Sean McDermott, then Pete Carroll.
1: Yeah, it's stupid, but yeah,
0: Three, mm-hmm. four, five, six. That has him seventh. Uh, I don't think you can give it, uh, he has should be over uh McDermott over McDaniel, I think. But I think, yeah, Kevin O'Connell, Salah, Dable, Sirianni, Carroll. That should be the list.
1: The Jets are probably going to go down the drain because of injuries. So Salah's not going to win, yep. win coach of the year. <laughs> um, somewhere in the top five. I think, I think what the Seahawks have done has been the most surprise, maybe most. Unexpected. I guess the Giants and the Seahawks are the two most where you're like, huh. Like, I thought the Seahawks were gonna suck and I thought the Giants were gonna suck and they're actually pretty decent. Like you could have convinced me that the Jets were gonna be pretty decent if 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 like you know your young quarterback plays good or your drive right. is true. I just I thought there was no chance for the Seahawks, personally. And that and from some that's somebody with Seattle bias I thought we were gonna suck. So I right. can't imagine what other people thought when they were you know, projected in the bottom three and wins by then by Vegas (laughs) going into the season. So it was pretty impressive. Uh, Geno Smith's been playing great. And I'm just really excited to see where the Seahawks team goes. I mean, it's really weird that we traded Russell Wilson, got a bunch of draft picks. And now we're here first place through seven weeks. Yeah.
0: And I I think that first place is actually
1: definitely, definitely, definitely a
0: thing we can win. Right. I mean, I don't know if... I don't know what that odds are for that one either, for the top odds for the NFC West. But I think we're still like plus 500. Okay, I'm which is fine. I mean, I, I don't know if I would necessarily even have us as the favorites. But Matt Stafford and the Rams do not look the same, and we still have to play them two more times. And the 49ers um, are struggling. Um, I think they're the most talented team. They just put, took a big swing to get Christian McCaffrey. I don't think that's necessarily. I, I think it's us in the 49ers and we still play them one more time at home. Uh, it might come down to that game for the NFC uh, West Championship. And I really think we have an opportunity to win it. Yeah, there's a shot, but.
1: I, de- I definitely don't think we're the yeah. favorites to win it, but I think uh, there's not a shot. Like, even just like winning the NFC, we're like the bottom of the good teams. So, like, winning the NFC right. odds is. Philly, Minnesota, San Francisco, Dallas, Tampa Bay, LA, Green Bay, New York Giants, Arizona Cardinals, then the Seahawks. We're last We're in 10. division.
0: And the last in our own division. Yeah. So the odds for us are low. But 10. I I I but thankfully, um, we got we got some games at I mean, we got the Giants at home, and then we got some, you know, a lot of the Jets later on in the season when they're injured. I, I just think we can we can make the playoffs. I, I would be very pleased with that. And if we missed the playoffs by going 9 and 8, I'm I'll say still it's a successful
1: season. Yeah, I mean, we're not the worst team in the NFL. It's pretty I thought we could have been. So Me too. <laughs> it's not the worst thing in the world. Well, that was fun. We got the Giants. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we also had the Chiefs versus 49ers, which was supposed to be a kind of a nice big time matchup and the Chiefs won 44 to 23. Uh, um I don't know. I think I, I bet on the
0: 49ers here and I think I made a huge mistake. This uh,
1: tough bet <laughs> 44 yeah, it was a bad
0: forty-four totally bad, bad. Like but I think I made a mistake in realizing like dude, they the whole week's focus trade Christian McCaffrey, do a mid season trade. They he was at the facility for two days and they were talking about he was starting and he needed to get the ball. I, I think I under under I think they're a little distracted, <laughs> to be honest with you. I, I should have know,
1: saw so. that coming from a mile away. Yeah, maybe this loss. I don't know if they're distracted, but I also think it's just like they're like you're saying they're kind of still in this like. They're kind of in this like still figuring some things out phase. So. Right, and I should have really saw like, that
0: mile away. I should not have bet yeah. on them. Is my point.
1: Yeah, and I think moving forward, they might be a good team to look at here because they're going to get only better as time goes. Right now, because this team is stacked, but this was probably not the week. Especially right. that, against that was the, my point. Yeah, against the Chiefs too. Like if it was yeah. against the like. I don't know, the Texans. You're like, okay, I can I could see it working out. But against a top team, you're in the middle of like teaching somebody your offense and trying to put him in. Like they did give him 10 carries and like f- he had like four targets receiving. He's, yeah. he's in there for like 25, 30 percent of snaps after being at practice for a day or two. So it's like he
0: was the guy on the team. I think, yeah, he was. He was the mo- had the most touches on the team. Are you sure about that? Um, yeah, pretty sure about that. I mean like outside of the he did have the most Cause, carries. Because he had the most carries, and then he also added two receptions, so that makes ten ten touches. Yeah. The second most was Ayuka with seven touches. Yeah, so they tried. <laughs> yeah. They, right, on on two day one day of practice.
1: Yeah, and um it's kind of bullshit for a guy like Jeff Wilson Jr. Seven carries for fifty four yards. He was averaging seven seven point seven yards per carry. And they gave the ball to McCaffrey more. He was averaging four yards per carry, which is yeah. like I understand you trade for McCaffrey, but like we're one, one, two days into this offense. Like you're right. It seems kind of like distracted. Like Jeff Wilson, obviously is not as good as Christian McCaffrey, maybe in total, but he knows what he's doing in this offense. Like maybe you should have focused on that a little more and like trying to win the game exactly. more than just trying to incorporate Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. It felt forced. The it felt yeah. forced. Last but not least, George Steelers dolphins. I think that was your turn. But I don't really care. because It was like, All right. the last game, Steelers dolphins, 10 to 16. Dolphins win.
0: Yeah, uh, after halftime, that was the most boring football game maybe I've ever watched in my life, except for about a $500 prize picks my brother won. So we can celebrate that right now. Uh, But other than that, the game itself was boring.
1: Let me tell people about my prize picks. So we uh, our prize picks code, by the way, if you guys want to play prize picks, it's it's a daily fantasy. um, So it's not technically betting. So it's legal in... California, Texas, some other states you would not expect. So make sure you go check out picks. Promo code SANT, Sont S O N T. They'll match you up to a hundred bucks in your first deposit. So if you put in a hundred, they'll give you a hundred. If you put in fifty, they give you fifty, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so go check that out. It's really fun. I put in a really random play, and it was. And this will kind of explain. Um, uh, I will explain basically how this works. I put 50 bucks to win 500 on Kenny Pickett over 220 yards Tua over 245 yards. Jalen Waddle over 60 receiving yards and Najee Harris over 14 and a half, um, over 14 and a half receiving yards. Now all of them hit by a good amount, except for the Najee Harris one. It's pretty fun. 14 oh and a gosh. half receiving yards. He hit 15 receiving yards. If I missed that, I would not have won the 500 bucks with that 50 bucks turned into 500. And you could be just like me if you go sign up for PrizePicks <laughs> and use promo code SON. So it's actually really fun. It's a fun way to watch games when it's a bad game. Last night, George and I were watching. This game kind of sucks, but I was fucking elated every time Kenny Pickett added a yard. Like, oh, my God, 12 more yards. I win 500 bucks. You see, like, it just it's like makes it more fun when a game is not that exciting.
0: No, totally. And uh, I'm so glad you won that one, man. That was a lot of fun. That made, if you didn't win, it would have made the whole game
1: horrible. That just made it yeah. more fun. It made it a lot more fun. I'm excited. Well, George, that was our one minute warning. Only longer than a minute, but it is what it is. Perfect. Let's right. do three Kings, three Stooges. All right. Um, I guess uh, let's start with Kings this week. Okay. Well, unfortunately we have the same Kings. I already know because there was only three quarterbacks that played well. So second it's going to be quite bland today but go yeah. for it.
0: All right, I got Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, a lot of bye weeks which so by default it's Geno Smith as my third king.
1: Yeah, a little biased, but also technically if you go through the quarterbacks it's the right pick. It's Geno Smith, Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. You we I will add George. We also don't really add people if they're coming off a loss unless it was like the most ridiculous yeah. Like Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. and They both throw for 500 yards. You can make a case. But those were the three best winning quarterbacks of the week. And it's not really even close. And I know right. Gino had one bad pick, but that pick was also extreme pass interference. Uh, and not like, completely his fault. I mean, it did hit the receiver, yeah. too. So. And, and I think there was some pass interference there. Um, so Mahomes, Burrow, and Gino... Those were the three best quarterbacks this week, and that's why it keeps getting weirder. Like, I know we have Seattle bias, but it's not just us. Like, you know, we have friends that aren't Seattle sports guys, and they'll be like, "What the hell's going on with Geno Smith?" Like, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty
0: crazy. And Geno Smith is now like on the board for like MVP odds as of this morning.
1: Like, actually on the board, or like, like on the board?
0: Like, so no, like, no, no, he's on the board. He's like, I, let's see, he's one, two, three, four, five, six, about twelfth in MVP odds right now. So, <laughs> pretty nuts. So I mean, he's getting up there. He's about. He has the same MVP odds right now as Tua, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Daniel Jones.
1: Wow, Daniel Jones just snuck in there too. (laughs) What is that? Yeah,
0: I I know, (laughs) but um, yeah, he's he's up there. He's one of the top MVP odds in the
1: NFL. I told you going into Week Eight this year that you're gonna. He's tied for eighth.
0: He's tied for eighth
1: in MVP odds. If you told me, I told you going into this year, Week Seven. No, sorry, Week Eight. Mm -hmm. We're gonna have a fucking prime time. It's not actually prime time, but you know what I mean. Like emotionally, prime time. Prime time matchup of Daniel Jones six and one versus the four and three Geno Smith, who's also playing out of his mind. Matchup. You've been both like, tied for eighth in MVP odds. <laughs> you'd say that's fucking nuts. That's not. Yeah,
0: happening. yeah, that's not happening. But it is.
1: Yeah, weird times. Weird times. Well, congrats to Mahomes and Burrow who are on this list almost every week now, and uh, Geno Smith. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. It's his second time this year. Yeah, the game against the Lions, he made it. So, Yeah. Three Stooges, though. So last week, I'm going to just name the first person. Last week, Matt Ryan was on our Kings list. He had a phenomenal game. Was it last week or two weeks ago? I think it was last week. It was last week. Matt Ryan was on our Kings list, okay? I put him on the Stooges list this week. Okay. Now, he didn't play that bad, but with... Everything that went down the fact that Matt Ryan, the guy they traded for and paid like $20 million this year, got benched for Sam Ellinger. You are a stooge, my friend. Yeah, stooge.
0: I, I could not agree more. Matt Ryan's on my list. Do you have Jared Goff on your list as well? I also have Jared Goff on my
1: list. <laughs> okay. It is Jared. Goff. Jared Goff has had one of the worst nose dives of performances. I mean, the guy was actually pretty decent for the first two, three weeks of the year and played really good against the Seahawks. Another big statistical performance, but what, he had no touchdowns and two picks this week on, like,
0: yeah. 100-something yards? Yeah, he just looks horrid. Coming off a bye week, too, I think.
1: Yeah, that team's just not prepared. Dan Campbell's a cool, rah-rah guy. I think he'd be the perfect, like, offensive lines coach, linebacker and that, coach. And that's, that's about, about it. it. Yeah. And, and who's who's your not third, by the way? I'm having trouble with the third stooge. Okay, this one's kind of like a cop-out because he's not really a starting quarterback, but he is right now. And I put Ripon. Whatever his name
0: is, that's fair. Okay, it I didn't put a, They're fucking yeah, awful. they're fucking awful. Let's yeah. put them in there. I was like, I had Brissett because he lost, but he didn't, it wasn't bad. And then I had, bad. and then I had um, Davis Mills. And then I looked at his things; he it wasn't, wasn't bad that either. bad. <laughs> and then I also had one other guy on there, uh, Zach Wilson. But they won.
1: Yeah, I can't have him there. Here's my thing. In honor of Russell Wilson, I'm putting Ripon. I like student. that. Because I feel like Russell Wilson would have made the fucking list because he's been playing like a stooge every week.
0: Unless you want to just put uh, Justin Fields without even knowing what he's playing, what he's doing tonight.
1: (laughs) The two options are ripen in honor of Russell Wilson, and he played just like Russell Wilson would have played this week and scored nine points. The classic Denver Broncos move the last, like, four weeks of scoring nine points. Or Justin Fields because if, by all means, if this guy does something impressive against a Bill Belichick defense, I will be shocked. Me too.
0: So. It's one of those two. It's one of those two for sure.
1: I'm adding a segment for myself. I put a king of the week of the NFL. Oh, I like it. My king of the week is Pete Carroll. That's all I want to say. Oh, I like that.
0: The Pete Carroll king of a week award.
1: He's my king of the week. Because man, that, everyone wrote them off. You know who should have that fucking quote? Pete Carroll. They wrote me off. But I didn't write back, though.
0: But he writes back all the time.
1: No, but he didn't write back to being written off. No, he didn't write back to that. But he's, he's been pretty salty on the media. In like That's not the point the- of not writing back, though. Because that's just responding to criticism. He did not write back to being written off. They wanted him out of the league. We'll pick Russell Wilson over Pete Carroll. It's time for old man to retire. And he's like, I didn't write back though.
0: All right, fair enough.
1: He said, I'm staying. And I'm about to prove to everyone that
0: I'm the reason yeah, Russell Wilson Him and, and Schneider took Russell Wilson, sent him packing where he belongs.
1: In Clownville, Denver. <laughs> no Fucking offense clown. to Denver. I heard Denver's a beautiful I city. I heard actually. Denver's awesome, but I heard <laughs> Russell Wilson's a clown. Yeah, it's a clown show. There's a clown show in Denver. Stay strapped.
0: Yeah, I I hope they enjoy the circus. Seriously.
1: All right. Well, George, on our Seattle podcast, we did a Geno Smith, Would You Rather. Yep. Okay. I originally had that technically as a Dak Prescott, Would You Rather, and I used the same exact list. Ooh, I like that. (laughs) Because Dak Prescott and Geno Smith kind of fit in that same realm. I'm going to ask you just a couple of them for fun.
0: Okay,
1: And then I'm going to actually use our Seattle one I was originally going to use for Would You Rather. But let me ask you this one just for this podcast so people know our thoughts. Dak Prescott, who honestly did not play great, but they won, right? So it's like, whatever, right? Um, He's obviously better than Cooper Rush, so it's like you have to bring back Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott edition, Would You Rather, Kyler Murray. Oh Kyler Murray, I mean, this this guy's.
0: At least we know the ceiling is way higher than Dak's.
1: I'm also gonna go Kyler Murray. Um, I think Dak Prescott, of course. So I'm gonna probably pick the other person a lot on this one because Dak Prescott to me is extremely overrated. Uh, Dak Prescott or Derek
0: Carr? Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is extremely underrated, and I think he's better than Dak
1: in general. Okay. Derek Carr as well for me. Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson? Dak Prescott. I'm going Russell Wilson. So th- this
0: Russell Wilson with the $250 million contract?
1: Well, yes, because I think this Russell Wilson is going to be better than what Dak Prescott's going to be. By the end of the season, personal thought. But okay, I just can't. Russell Wilson's played like beyond the worst starting quarterback in the NFL, and I don't think that's going to sustain. I think he's not going to be the Russell Wilson we once knew, but I think he's going to be the Dak Prescott-ish Russell Wilson we knew. And I, I think Dak Prescott's stock is... <laughs> Every year he keeps getting hurt and getting worse. Okay, that's so. fair, but
0: uh, I still I don't know. I like how old is
1: Dak? Twenty nine?
0: We said. Uh, I think so. Something. I like think that. he's twenty nine. I'll take him five years younger and it's cheaper contract than Russell Wilson going forward. Yeah, twenty nine.
1: Yeah. Okay. Dak's probably the right answer. I'm just anti Dak, but Dak's probably the right answer. I'll okay. take that back. Matt Stafford or Dak Prescott. It's an interesting one because Matt Stafford's like 36 and getting and playing really bad.
0: Actually, Matt Stafford's only 34. So I'm gonna go going forward. I go God, that's a that's a really good one. I'm gonna go Dak Prescott because he's 29. I'll go Dak Prescott as well.
1: Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott? Oh, all right. That's an easy one for me. That's Kirk,
0: man. Kirk's I think I'm going Monday Kirk Curry. Cousins. Uh, just don't put him on Monday Night Football, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, who knows? If you put him on the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, Kirk might just choke weekly.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. But I'll, I'll take him over
1: Dak. He's better than Dak right now at this point. Um, Daniel Jones or or Dak Prescott? This is an interesting one. because uh, It is an interesting one. We got the young guy, and they're playing really good football. And but, like you know, Daniel Jones still a little questionable sometimes. I'm gonna go Dak, but barely. I think I'm going Daniel Jones. Okay, I mean I have no problem with that, and he's younger. All right, your three favorite ones: Geno Smith or Dak Prescott. I'll go. Still go Dak Prescott,
0: but I mean that's that's, blasphemous. But but I don't. I like Geno more. But I'm gonna go. I'm going Geno,
1: man. Come on. All right, Ryan Tannehill or Dak Prescott.
0: Dak Prescott, but that's who he is. He's Ryan Tannehill, and Ryan Tannehill is Dak Prescott,
1: and he's and Dak Prescott is Geno Smith, and Geno Smith, Smith is Jimmy G, G. <laughs> who is Dak Prescott. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy G or Dak Prescott?
0: I'll go Dak, but just barely. But he is Jimmy G, and Jimmy G is Dak,
1: and Dak is Ryan Tannehill, who is Geno Smith. Those are the four that are yeah, like who that are is Matt exactly Hasselbeck. who are Matt Hasselbeck. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's a little too far. That's a little, that's a little too too specific for okay. seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, true.
0: <laughs> 10, 10, 15 years ago. But, uh, they're yeah. like just very average, start, very
1: above average starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, I think Dak is Jimmy G, who is Hill, who is Geno Smith. Those four, right. you can like just put them in a line. Like, You are quarterbacks 15, 16, 17, 18, best in the NFL. Yeah, and on a good year, you can be top 10 for a year. Yeah. And then a bad year, you could be like 25th. Yeah, just go, exactly. Like,
0: you could like, easily. Yeah. So it's a weird, very weird situation.
1: All right. That's all we got. I'm not going to do the other one. That's all, all right. That's good for today. <laughs> Perfect, my man. All right. Well, much love, George. I think that's all we got. And uh, it is week eight coming up. We'll have week eight podcast. Yeah. Stay tuned for everything we do at the Sports On Tap. If you type in at the Sports On Tap on any platform, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, anywhere, you will find us. Um, and the Sports on Tap podcast on all platforms, all podcasting platforms. You'll find us there.
0: Love it, man. Um, by the way, I do have to say it is kind of sad when you said that it was week eight coming up. That means we're just under halfway through the season. It's go. It goes by so quick. Eight and a half is halfway
1: technically now, right? So because it's seventeen games.
0: Well, seventeen games. Well, I it's guess like so, it's eighteen through. week. No, it's eighteen weeks though, because every yeah. team gets a bye. So we're not halfway there yet.
1: No, we're still a couple weeks away.
0: Yeah, don't worry, don't worry, don't get sad. I know, I know. I'm just it makes me sad thinking about
1: it. Uh, as always, we are two brothers on the Sports On Tap podcast, and the voice you're hearing now is Sammy,
0: and I'm George. And thank, thank you guys. for stopping.
1: Peace. We didn't know who wanted to do that one. Thanks yeah, for I, know. I, on I thought
0: that, that that was that was a shockingly bad uh, exit. Boris in my freestyle at the beginning of a pod.
1: We're so sorry, but <laughs> we appreciate your support. Yeah. <laughs>